helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. Helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. As an actor on the program Hill Street Blues, Michael Conrad had a trademark line. Let's be careful on it. Sage advice, especially these days. Things are getting really dangerous just in time for a presidential election. There are pro-Hamas demonstrations, not just across the country, but in front of the White House. Political opponents, including the president, have been swatted, and the FBI is running amok. Evidence of more election fraud brings into question the state of our very republic. And there are those who claim everything is fine, nothing to see here. My recommendation? <laughs> Let's be careful out there. Hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study, where we read and study the Constitution. We teach the rising generation to be free. You know, I'm so glad you're with me today, partially because, I mean, you know, I, I often talk about the Constitution. I often talk about reading and studying. I, I try to talk about being prepared to defend and assert your rights. But one of the things we need to remember is we need to be prepared to defend ourselves. That part of of defending your rights, meaning defending your right to exist, to be free from, from attack and vandalism, we need to defend ourselves. It's up to us to be careful out there, not to wait for someone else to protect us, not to wait for someone else to, to deal with the problem. It's up to us to defend ourselves. So let's be careful out there. I know for decades we've been told, let the police, let the government deal with this. One of the worst things many people feel they can be called is, is a vigilante. How dare you actually uh, uh, try to enforce a law for yourself? Now, I agree. Vigilantes can go so far. But people are being called vigilantes simply for being willing to defend themselves. Why do you need to carry a gun? To defend myself. What are you, some sort of vigilante? No, but as I like to say, when seconds matter, police are, are minutes away. Or the reason I carry a gun is because carrying a police officer is too heavy. Now, part of the thing we have to do is we have to make sure that we are educating ourselves. Because part of the dangers we have is we have established gatekeepers. Uh, individuals and groups that decide what we should and should not see. And sadly, it's... Uh, well, they're keeping from us some of the very things we need to know. For example, since the October 7th attack on Israel, there have been, call them pro-Palestinian, many of them are truly pro-Hamas demonstrations around the world and including in this, uh, in this country. But things got a little crazier recently. See, there was actually a violent demonstration right outside the White House. Now, what's scary is, well, it appears that most of the media, they're not telling you about it. 
a Fox News commentator, um, I'm sorry, a, 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 yeah, Fox News commentator was live outside the White House. And uh, they saw what some of what was happened. And let me explain, let me let, let you listen to his report. And guy, one of those crises was right here at the White House outside the gates. It got a little noisy here last night as thousands of anti-Israel protesters showed up yelling F Joe Biden and long live the Intifada. Let's just take a listen here what it looked like. The Park Service scrambled Eagle, its helicopter, to monitor the protests high above the White House. Secret Service donned riot gear and ordered the evacuation of reporters from the North Lawn and any White House staff working while the president was at Camp David. They also spray-painted Genocide Joe on the statue of General Rochambeau, who led French forces during the, against the British during the American Revolution, of course. Now, thankfully, um, President Biden wasn't there. As I said, he was up at Camp David. But I have to wonder, um, are, are any of these uh, demonstrators going to be uh, charged with insurrection? You couldn't see the video. They, there's a fence outside, and you have this group, this group with, with Palestinian flags trying to knock down the fence. Obviously, they're, 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 they're shouting, they're unhappy. The demonstration was becoming violent, and um, the Secret Service and others were preparing for a violent response. All it would have taken is for part of that fence to fail, to open up and allow these rioters, these violent demonstrators, through for there have been potentially loss of life. Let's face it. If one of these groups comes through that, that fence and is approaching the White House, they're likely to get shot. The Secret Service, they, they swatted up. They were ready to go. They were expecting such a thing to possibly happen. That's a dangerous place to be. It, it's, it's dangerous to consider that uh, uh, you've got this demonstration. And listen, if they want to march outside the White House and, and call Joe Biden names, be my guest. They, wanna, they, they say they support the Intifada. That's fine. But when you're talking about knocking down the fence, and of course, you know, they spray painted, they vandalized, they spray painted a statue. Are you willing to die for that? Because like I said, if one person went through that fence, it could have gotten really, really, really bad, really nasty. But that was a situation where demonstrators were getting violent and led to the potential of a response. What happens when um, people are trying to use law enforcement to harm others? Not, not because they're attacking, but because you disagree with them. The term is called swatting. And it, it, um, it, it basically fake police calls that are designed to call out SWAT teams or, or other heavily armed law enforcement against somebody where nothing's happened. And, and it's been used, um, well, it's been used for years where, uh, uh, you know, you, you say, uh, you know, my neighbor has gone crazy. He's got a gun. He's threatening to kill his family. You tell the police that this guy's on a hair trigger and ready to go. They show up expecting that. And people can have got, there's a lot of serious possibilities. A lot of seriously bad things can happen. Well, what's interesting is not only are we seeing more and more of these swatting uh, instances reported, but look who's being targeted. 
Uh, we had the Secretary of State of Maine, Shana Bellow. She was swatted back on December 29th when someone called 911 to report a burglary at her home. Uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's been swatted eight times. The last time was on Christmas Day. Now, again, these are very dangerous situations. I'm not a, a security expert, but that's the type of situation that can, can quickly go wrong. For example, in Wichita, Kansas, back in 2017, a man was shot and killed by an officer when they responded to a call that turned out to be swatting, a false report. And uh, uh, in, in 2015 in Maryland, uh, Maryland police were told there was a, a hostage situation. It was fake. But they ended up shooting a man in the face with rubber bullets, all because of a fake call. So we're seeing everyone from politicians to celebrities to everyday Americans being attacked anonymously via false police reports. And again, since these police reports are generally designed to be anonymous, it's very hard for them to track down the false call meaning the person perpetrating this crime, and yes, it is a crime, um, never gets caught. I mean, you could be charged with everything from filing a false police report to, in some cases, um, uh, it attempted murder. Think about it. The, the, the family that of uh, the, the person in Kansas that was killed, this person called 911 to report a false, uh, um, a, 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 a false report that led to someone dying. Could they, they would be an accessory to, to uh, attempted murder. Now, my understanding was swatting started generally with, with family disputes. You know, a, a disgruntled wife or husband or, or maybe just other domestic disputes, like, like a disgruntled neighbor or, or somebody that felt aggrieved and, and thought that was the way to get back at them. But we're seeing it more and more being used for political terrorism. Well, that's what it is. It's an attempt to scare somebody into changing. Isn't that, isn't that what terrorism is all about? But where is this, 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 this desire to use such dangerous tactics on political opponents? I mean, I can understand. If you have a family dispute, emotions run high, and, uh, well, let's just say logic runs low. You see that in a lot of, of domestic dispute incidents, as I understand it. But why... Why politicians? Why did someone call a false um, fire report in about the White House? That's right. Somebody called the fire department and said the White House was on fire and that um, there were people inside, people stuck inside. Why would somebody do that? More and more, it seems we're seeing people making these, these dangerous claims, these dangerous attempts to uh, punish others for political reasons. And I don't care which side is doing it. It is not only wrong, it is criminal, it is dangerous. It, 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 trust me, if I find out one of my listeners, if I learn that one of my listeners has swatted somebody else, if I find out who, I'm reporting it. I don't care how evil you think the other person is. Making a false report to bring in police on that, at such a level is unacceptable. That's not American. That's how, that's how places like the Soviet Union used to work, where if you wanted to get back at your neighbor, you simply called in a false report about them. 
and you watched them get trotted off to the gulag while you got whatever you wanted. No, that's, that's not, that is un-American. But why such a, a, are we seeing this now attack being used against political opponents? The answer is simple. And the answer we actually learn about from way back in the 18th century, 1796, in fact, with George Washington's farewell address. He said, the alternate domination of one faction over another, sharpened by the spirit of revenge natural, dissent, natural to party dissension, is itself a frightful despotism. See, that spirit of revenge, that we've got to get the other guy, that we can justify anything as long as we get the other guy. That's what's leading to this. It's, I, you justify calling a false police report because that person is so evil. They can't, allow, they can't be allowed to, to continue. If somebody gets hurt, if somebody dies, oh well, they're evil, doesn't matter. You see, as Washington said in his address, it agitates the community with ill-founded jealousies and false alarms, kindles the animosity of one part against another, foments occasionally riot and insurrection. You want to know where the riots are coming from. You want to know where the animosity and the insurrections are coming from. A lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it has to do with this spirit of revenge that is part of party dissension. We're seeing this, uh, this dissension turning into violence. And let's face it, we are only one mistake, one misstep, one misunderstanding from these being isolated swatting events into full-flown riots. We saw the nation, we saw several cities erupt in flames because a, a, um, because a person in custody died. And the evidence, although later shown to be not exactly accurate or not exactly representative, appeared that a police officer, a white police officer, killed a black man without, with excessive force. Of course, you look at all the details, and you, that's, a, that, that's a bit sketchy. Yes, he was found guilty, and he went to jail, and I believe he's actually appealing his case right now. Because as, the new, as evidence that was apparently suppressed during the trial comes out, you see, maybe not all that you've been told is true. But if the cities went up in flames because of a claim of, of excessive force, what happens when one of those swatting officials, when those police officers responding to a swatting call, a false call, shoots and kills somebody, an innocent person, a child? Imagine if, it was a, if it's a white officer who happens to shoot a, a black woman in her home. Will we see riots again? What else could go could happen? What if during the, that Palestinian demonstration, somebody did get through? Young man, a young black man, since we seem this country seems to be so obsessed with race, race at its at its political core. And as he's charging the White House, yelling and screaming and maybe waving a Palestinian flag, he gets shot by a white officer. You telling me there won't be riots for that? This is a bonfire waiting for a 
boatload of gasoline to be dumped on it. And there are people that are trying to set it, to set it ablaze. The question is, will we, will we allow ourselves to be coerced, cajoled, tricked into helping light that fire that burns not just those our opponents, but burns everyone and possibly even burns this nation to the ground. Now, I, I have some more to talk about, but I, I, I do. I have to take a break. Uh, I, I Please head over to the website, constitutionstudy.com. Do me a favor, ask a question. I'm looking for more questions that um, I can answer on the radio program. So if you go to the website, you'll see the Ask a Question button. You scroll down a little bit, see Ask a Question. Fill out the form. Just hit the check mark that says Answered on the Radio, and I'll be more than happy to. And as long as your question is is um, you know polite and related to something to the Constitution, again, I will answer it here to the best of my abilities. Now, one of the things I work a lot of hours with. I love this job. I love what I do. It does take a lot of time to do it. And to do that, I need a good night's sleep. Sometimes, though, man, I get to the end of the day and my brain is running and it won't shut down. And, well, that's when I reach for restful sleep from the wellness company. It is designed. See, unlike hormonal supplements can actually mess with your body, this helps you relax. It helps you clear your mind, reduce stress, so you can get a good night's sleep, a restful night's sleep without worrying about chemicals and hormones. This is manufactured in the United States. It's backed by documented research. It is vetted by the chief medical board of the wellness company. And since you listen to America Out Loud, you can get 25% off Restful Sleep or any of the products at the wellness company. You can also get 25% off your first month of membership if you use the code Out Loud. Find out all the details at americaoutloud.shop. Please check out the wellness company, check out their products and services. And if you want to try it, Go to americaoutloud.shop to find the details on getting 25% off your products and your first month of membership. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high stress on the go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. 
We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution study, and today I'm warning everybody to be careful out there. The first segment I talked about, um, well, the violence going on from uh, the the uh, the violent demonstration outside the White House recently to the the reports of, of additional swatting, some of them apparently politically motivated, including, by the way, swatting of the White House, um, calling it a, a false fire uh, uh, alarm. It, it's it's crazy. It's like the 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 things that restrain us the societal uh pressures that restrain our worst uh our, our worst inclinations has is slipping the the parts of us that restrained ourselves from doing things is losing its grip and there's a lot of physical danger but there's more than that as i've talked before you know we often talk about american democracy the united states is a republic we hire representatives to represent us. We do that via election. There have always been issues. There's been problems in election. That's, that's nothing new. And nobody should be surprised that there are problems. But we were told that the 2020 election was the safest, most secure election that had ever happened, even though there was more than sufficient evidence at, from the beginning that there were problems. As I said, five states change the way they uh, appointed electors for president in a way manner other than the one determined in the, by the legislature of the state, a violation of the Constitution. And people paid no attention to that. Then there was the evidence of voter fraud. Or I should, should say, initially we had the concerns about um, mail-in ballots and the push by states under the, the rubric of uh, uh, of COVID. And you know it was, too, it was too dangerous for people to go outside. You could go outside to go to work. You could go to the movies. You could, uh, well, maybe you couldn't go to the movies, but you could go outside. And, and, and again, you could go to work, you could go shopping, but heaven forbid you should actually vote. So they started sending mail-in ballots everywhere. And we had, had reports of, of households getting three, four, 10, 12 ballots for people who no longer live there. And of course, the question was, well, are these secure? How many places have got ballots, uh, uh, excess ballots, and rather than report it, actually made it allow people to vote fraudulently? But then we had the uh, the lately we had the the movie Two Thousand Mules. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you do. I, they don't pay me anything for it. I've watched the movie. It was um, it was eye opening to see the the blatant ballot stuffing that was caught, and nobody seems to want to do anything about it. And, and on, and on, we had the, 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 the county, remember when they were counting, what was it, in Georgia, 
and uh, they they put up coverings over the windows so nobody could observe the counters. Even poll watchers could not observe the counters. And then where was it? They had um, you know they they stopped counting. And they sent everybody home. Well, they sent the count the the uh, the poll watchers home, and then they brought out ballots and started count. They brought out cases of ballots that magically appeared and started counting them. And yet we were still told that it was the safest, most secure election. And now we have a, a Connecticut Superior Court judge looking at the uh, um, at, at a recent uh, local election in Bridgeport, Connecticut where he wrote, in his opinion, the videos are shocking to the court and should be shocking to all the parties. See, they had he looked at hours of video evidence showing hundreds of illegally harvested absentee ballots being stuffed into drop boxes in Bridgeport. Or the California judge who overturned a 2021 Compton City Council runoff election. Why? It was originally decided by a single vote. We see there were at least four fraudulent ballots cast by people not legally registered in the jurisdiction. And in fact, five people either pleaded guilty or no contest to conspiring to commit election fraud. Then they found in uh, um, uh, Aberdeen, Mississippi, in an election for aldermen, 66 of the 84 absentee ballots cast in the 2021 primary for that alderman slot were invalid. They shouldn't have been counted. And again, a judge has ordered a new runoff election. These are some of the examples of fraud, of the attempt to manipulate the election, it's just since 2020. And yet we're, yet we're supposed to be, oh yeah, there's nothing to see here, everything's fine. And now we're coming up to a 2024 election. Another election, an election where the, uh, uh, well, let's just say the political rancor has been on another level. I mean, it's one thing to simply, you know, call your your opponent a Nazi and to claim that they're going to do some terrible things without any proof or evidence. It's quite another to get him banned from the ballot on some ridiculous nonsense. I, I mean, this. To, to simply say to, to simply say that questioning an election is insurrection, that illegally entering a federal building is insurrection. It's a whole other level. It, it is that that uh, um, the the agitation with ill-founded jealousies and and false alarms, the animosity that gets kindled by our devotion to political party. And as long as my party's candidate wins, well, we can't allow anything to disrupt that. Now, the, the Heritage in, uh, Foundation has been doing some, some study, and they've been finding fraud. But it's not just them. A recent Rasmussen Report poll uh, taken, it was December of 23. They, they polled 100, uh, I'm sorry, 1,085 likely voters. And they found that 21% of those who voted by absentee or mail-in ballot in 2020 admitted, admitted to filling out a ballot either in part or in full for someone else. 
which is illegal. 21%. And then of the 30% who, who said they had voted by mail or absentee ballot in 2020, 19% of them said a friend or family member filled out their ballot in part or in full on their behalf. One-fifth said they signed a ballot or ballot envelope on behalf of a friend or family member with or without their permission. See, we keep t- a lot of people keep talking about uh, this organization, that organization. These are individuals. These are Americans that are voting illegally. And they'll admit what they've did, done as long as it's anonymous. But they, they've got to know that what they're doing is a crime. Sure, they may think, well, you know, I'm just helping a friend out. But they were willing to do that. They were willing to break the law. How many of them not simply filled them, filled out the ballots, but um, filled them out the way they wanted them filled out, rather than, than how the alleged voter did? How safe, how accurate are our elections if between 6 and 10% of the ballots are being filled out fraudulently? If we're seeing numerous ballots being illegally submitted, ballot box stuffing. Granted, many that are happening are in, in uh, local elections, but if it's happening in local elections, do you think it's not happening in state elections or in federal elections for federal office? I'm careful how I say that because there are no fe- there's only one federal election and the people don't vote in it. That's the election for president. But we we vote for president for federal offices. Do you how 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 much do you trust? that that's actually accurate, that the people are choosing their representatives. You know, in school, we were all taught that, you know, why did we declare independence? What were we all taught? We were all taught it was taxation without representation. Now, what's interesting is that those words aren't exactly in the Declaration of Independence. It says, for imposing taxes on us without our consent. Well, think about this. If the people who are winning elections are not the ones who actually voted or attempted to vote, not the ones that actually were legally allowed to vote, if if someone other than the legal voters for an, any office got to choose, either because of direct fraud or just malfeasance, then the taxes being imposed on us by the votes of those people in office are being we are being taxed without our consent we did not cons- if we didn't consent to that person in office we don't cons- that means we didn't consent to the votes they make whether it be for for taxes or for regulation or for policy the republic is in is in serious trouble ladies and gentlemen the republic is is uh I don't want to say it's on the brink because we've we've weathered a lot of storms, the United States has, and we can weather this one. But 
as bad as we've dealt with with the the riots and the and uh, uh, the others, what happens when we no longer believe that the people we hire to represent us are the ones we actually hired, that the people who've got the job are not the ones we voted for? What happens then? You know, we spent five years, five years claiming that uh, uh, the, the first the candidate for president and then president, he, didn't, he wasn't legitimate because he had allegedly colluded with Russia when the facts were known pretty much from the beginning that it wasn't the, 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 the Russiagate wasn't, wasn't the Donald Trump's campaign colluding with Russia. It was the Democratic National Committee. In fact, it was the Hillary Clinton campaign colluding with the Department of Justice. The very same Department of Justice that effectively covered for her illegal activity as Secretary of State when she had her own private email system in violation of federal law. Violating, by the way, the American citizen's right to know what she was doing as the Secretary of State. The reason that people in office have to use official email is those systems are recorded. All the emails are kept track of, well, for investigative purposes, or even just to respond to a, a FOIA, Freedom of Information Act uh, uh, request. She hid that from the American people, and the Department of Justice covered for her. The FBI covered for her, the head of the FBI. And then after four years of not only the, the, the media, but the swamp, the bureaucracy in the, in the federal government, working against the duly elected president of the United States, you had a top general admit that he would bypass the president of the United States and communicate with the leaders of communist China if he thought what the president was doing was dangerous. That's a republic out of control. That's more than a republic. That, that's not even, that's beyond a shadow cabinet. That is a dictatorship. I mean, if, if, the, if, if you elect a president of the United States and the bureaucracy did undermine everything he tried, almost everything he tried to do, then do we really have a republic? And if the, 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 the swamp, the bureaucracy, the administrative, whatever you want to call it, if it was willing to supersede the policies being established by the duly elected president of the United States, what do you think they're doing with the duly enacted work of the of your member of the House or, or, or the Senate or the other agencies where the people that you hired appointed and ratified? Remember, appointments in the federal government have to be confirmed by the are done with the advice and consent of the Senate. But if the senator holding that office was not chosen by the, by the election of the people, but by a manipulated system, then those taxes they're informing, the policies they're creating, and yes, the people that are regulating were not chosen by our consent. We are truly 
being taxed without our consent. And I have to wonder, I have to ask the American people, what are you prepared to do about it? I don't mean get violent. I don't mean um, having you know, doing demonstrations. What are we doing to make sure that our elections are free, are fair, and are transparent? That everyone who can legally vote, and only those who can legally vote for the most part, are allowed to vote. That there is no intimidation or manipulation in the ballot box or in its counting. And that everything that's done by government is open, above board, viewable to all, and completely transparent. Because when we stop trusting our elections, where does America go? How do people react to that? Now, I have to take another break before I go. You know, I head to AmericaOutloud.news every day to get news and information. It's a great place. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor, though. Not only do I want you to visit AmericaOutloud.news, I want you to find a story, find an article, something that, that says something you know, that, that you never really thought of before. Uh, maybe a podcast or a video that explains something better than you ever have, and I want you to share it. Share it with friends, share it with family, share it online. Just share it. That is how you help secure the blessings of liberty. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Lean, pure, with premium ingredients, Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop, and it's a perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out AmericaOutloud.shop, look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. 
Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You rejoin the Constitution study and today, well, we're warning everybody to be careful out there. America is a dangerous place and becoming, it seems, ever more dangerous pretty much every day. We've already talked about the, uh, uh, the, the, the demonstrations, some of which can get violent. We, we remember that uh, during the 2020 campaign, we had a group say that if Donald Trump won, they would, um, they, they, they had, they'd, they'd start street fights, not metaphorical ones, not political ones, actual street fights. And it sounds like that group is gearing up to do the same thing in 2024. Then we talked about that. We talked about the uh, the, the swatting and the uh, ever growing evidence of problems in our election processes at the state and local level, some of which have uh, uh, national impact. But here's something we, we we've seen plenty of evidence of of FBI corruption, especially at the political levels of the FBI. Again, covering for a candidate because of well the political party attacking another candidate because of their political party, um, failing to prosecute because apparently of their person's political pro- uh, party. Now we're seeing, you know, remember when um, uh, the FBI decided that uh, um, Roman Catholics, you know, traditional Roman Catholics, you know, people that believe that, that follow a Latin mass, well, they were potential domestic terrorists, potential domestic extremists, simply because they actually followed the Latin Mass, or the parents who were arguing with the uh, with their school boards because they were their children were being indoctrinated in racism and sexism, in some case being exposed to rapists and the rapists not being charged, and they were they were called domestic violent extremists, and they were actually tagged by the FBI. By the way, the same federal government, including the FBI and the air marshals where if you happen to fly into Washington, D.C. on January 5th, 6th, or 7th, you're labeled, you're on a watch list, and you're being followed by air marshals. That sounds like a, like a, a law system, a, 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 a quote-unquote justice system, out of control. Well, now there's a, a, a sad pattern. There's a very scary pattern showing up. Uh, there's a series of cases, some, some people say tens, some say hundreds, of, of terrorism-related cases in which the FBI effectively manufactures terrorist prosecutions. This is a national security uh, expert, a Sahar Aziz, who's also a law professor at Rutgers. And in this case, he's talking about a specific case, a 16-year-old kid who otherwise would have just sat and spent time with his relatives in his relatives' basement, posting offensive content in a manner similar to oh, a white supremacist or a Proud Boys. But people from the FBI have basically encouraged him, groomed him, to entrap him on his once he passes his 18th birthday. And again, I'm according to Sahar, there are tens, if not hundreds, of these examples. In this case, we have a, a, a boy, a man, a young man by the name of uh, Humza Masuk Had. I'm sorry, uh, Humza Masuk. And um, apparently, he's got some development. He's, he's, he's autistic. 
he's a high level functioning autistic but but he's autistic he has developmental disability diagnosed not just made up now apparently when he was 16 he was posting to some uh, uh some uh, isis sites all right that sounds pretty bad but um it appears that what happened were fbi agents were posing as isis members befriended him and then encouraged him if not at least strung him along and encouraged him to uh, actually travel to the middle east at which point when he turned 18 and took his trip they arrested him as a, as a terrorist and again you have you have a young boy you have a young man 16 years old speaking some truly or participating at least in some truly foul ideas um, that, that that he wants to follow isis and what we see in america we have this thing called freedom of speech and use the fbi yet again targeting a, a minor with a developmental disability following this pattern in order to entrap him as a terrorist now again the the, the evidence i've seen so far is i don't want to say thin it certainly is not as uh, robust as, as I would like to see it for, for prosecutions. But sadly, this is really fitting a pattern. If there are tens, dozens, hundreds of these cases where the FBI is willing to entrap minors, wait, or I should string along minors, encourage minors, groom minors until they turn 18, at which point they drop the hammer on them. Is that really out of character from an FBI that inserted people uh, into a group to encourage them to plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan only so they could bust the ring when, when they got close? See, the problem I have is, they say, well, this, this person was group, but what would he have done? What would Mashuk have done, Mashkur have done if it wasn't for the encouragement of the FBI? Certainly, you know, this is certainly not a case that is out, outlandish. And here's another example that may be popping up. So apparently, uh, in, in the case uh, dealing with the murder, murder of Seth Rich, uh, a court ordered the FBI and Department of Justice to turn over all the information they possessed on Mr. Rich to, to an attorney. Now, for those of you who don't remember, in fact, I didn't remember to go looking this up. I'd forgotten this. Um, Seth Rich, would, Seth Rich was murdered back in July of 2016. He was only 27 years old, and he was an employee of the Democratic National Committee. And his murder spawned, uh, well, let's say, a, a plethora of conspiracy theories, including the claim that uh, um, he, was in, he was murdered uh, because he was involved in the leak of DNC emails. Right? I've yet to see any evidence of that. But now we have the FBI stonewalling on turning over this, in, this information. In fact, uh, a judge has decided that the FBI has exactly 14 days to turn over Rich's home laptop, business laptop, a DVD and thumb drive that uh, this attorney, uh, Ty uh, Clevenger, wants for his case. Now, I'm not familiar with the case. And I'm not even sure whether or not the, the FBI has a justifiable reason to delay this, but 
to simply dismiss this this court order well actually what they're doing is is they they want more time uh they they said that they, they, they say that that they do not intend to well some reports say that they want more time some reports saying um they're stalling so that they don't have to actually produce the data which again it feeds the 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 feeds the, the um uh this conspiracy theories why are they delaying um the fbi says it wants to seek reconsideration and clarification of the uh, memorandum but uh again with the recent history of the fbi i'm not ready to convict them yet but it certainly certainly doesn't look good as to why they would withhold data especially if it's involving the a a criminal case against um an alleged murder i don't know the 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 article i have doesn't give the details of the case it focuses on fbi's uh refusal to turn over this data again very dangerous now why do i bring this up do i think a bunch do i think a bunch of you're out there talking on isis messaging boards or or uh uh are planning to be murdered for political reasons no no but i do want you to be careful because there are a lot of things that may be completely innocuous that could be viewed in a certain point of view as being terroristic as as being you know for example they look at how often the the uh law enforcement der derides a militia a militia is a constitutionally or a, a a group right second amendment a well-regulated militia the states are allowed not only are the states allowed to have militias the states are all but required and in fact the states uh determine who's an officer in the militia but yet militias nowadays has been used to be such a a you know oh boogeyman say like, oh see there's a militia so it doesn't mean that they're insurrectionists so could somebody easily be talking about hey you know um the the so-and-so militia a, a bunch of good old boys that gets out and goes shooting and and you know maybe they've got a a, a deal with the um the county sheriff that says you know we'll, we'll we'll do a little bit of training and maybe we'll work with you if you need if you need help and they just it could easily be twisted and with what we've been seeing so far i wouldn't be surprised if it hasn't already happened to some i i certainly wouldn't want it to happen to any of you so i'm just saying be a little careful be a little if somebody shows up saying just too good to be true maybe they are last up i want to talk about uh again about this issue with texas see again the remember the biden administration uh, carrying on the, the the history of administrations ignoring the southern border ignoring federal law about controlling immigrants ignoring the constitution that does not give the federal government the authority to regulate immigration um it, it and, and ignoring the very fact that the state of texas has the right to defend itself well they're not happy that texas has finally said we're going to defend ourselves 
So during all this, the, again, we, we had the, the floating buoy, we had the razor wire, we've got the, now we've got Texas saying there's a two and a half mile stretch of the border in this park. They will not let border customs officials, they will not let the DOD in to actually arrest, process, or ship people out, which is what they've been doing, is simply shipping across the state. Well, apparently, um, I guess over the weekend, uh, in, in a tragic story, an immigrant, drowned in the river along that stretch a woman and two children it was off it, it, it's terrible now the plain fact is women or, or people have been drowning in the rio grande since we've been defending it but this of course happened in the spot that that texas is running so of course the white house immediately blames texas for this tragedy would have been different, any different if the Department of Homeland Security was ignoring that part of the border. But you see, again, it's a political move. Now, I'm still behind Greg Abbott's, from what I've read so far, his saying we're going to enforce, Texas will enforce its border. If the United States refuses to do that, then they're not welcome here. We will do it. We're not going to have you just taking people across this border and sending them. Now, it's two and a half miles. I don't know how long the border Texas has with Mexico is. It's a lot longer than two and a half miles. But as a symbol, I think it's important. But as I've warned, there are dangers. It, it could easily come to an armed confrontation between federal law enforcement and Texas National Guard. It could. If, whether you're in the Guard or not, you could get caught up and swept up in it. And I really don't want that to happen. So I'm just asking people to be careful. To, as uh, as the, the actor said, let's be careful out there, right? What was his name? Michael Conrad. Let's be careful out there. Let's be cognizant of the dangers and let's be careful. But let's do something else. Let's recognize how important some of these positions are. Let's let's tell ourselves how far will we succumb to the, the government intrusion, the government manipulation, and the government unwilling to fulfill its duty under the Constitution of the United States. How long? When will we stop backing away? You know, when the British marched on Lexington Green and ordered the Massachusetts militia to lay down their arms, their commander, Captain John Parker, told his men, stand your ground. Stand your ground. Don't fire unless fired upon, but if they mean to have war, let it begin here. I think the American people and the states, and including the commanders of the Texas National Guard, need to tell their men, stand your ground. Don't fire unless fired upon. But if the, if the Justice Department or the Biden administration wants to have, wants war, let it begin here. Let me fight it, not my daughter. Let us fight it, not our children. I don't want war. I don't want armed conflict. I don't want these riots. But I'm not willing to give up my rights for the false promise of security. As Benjamin Franklin said, those who will give up fundamental rights for the, for the promise of a temporary security 
deserve neither liberty nor security. Do you deserve do you do you deserve it? If you do, if you deserve, then you must be willing to stand and fight for it. As is so often said, freedom isn't free. Our forefathers paid terrible prices so that we could live free. What will we pay? Again, I don't want this. I want us to be careful. I don't want us to be the tripwire. I don't want us to be the one that initiates violence. I do want us to be the ones that are there to stand in defense of ourselves, our families, our loved ones, our neighbors, and our fellow citizens. But we, that should be a defensive position, not an aggressive one. I don't want us to be tricked, cajoled, or, or uh, uh, entrapped into starting something very, very dangerous. Now, I hope you will come back and join us here at the Constitution Study. We're on every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio Network. All the episodes typically go to podcasts in about a day or two after they're heard on talk radio. You can listen in your favorite podcast app. But do me a favor. Subscribe to the show. Leave the episodes ratings or reviews, especially on Apple. It helps other people find the Constitution Study as well. Now, you can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But I'm going to ask you again, share them. Share this information. Let other people, warn other people about the dangers. Warn them to be careful out there. Give them the tools they need to help protect themselves and their liberty. Because if we wish to secure the blessings of liberty, we must stand in her defense and not simply sit back and watch while it disappears. Mm -hmm.